Hey there, wrestling fans. Thanks for listening to our Fantasy College Wrestling Podcast. We really appreciate the support. Before we get started, I'd like to give a shout out to Audacity, a free and easy to use audio editor and recorder, as well as Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting service that will allow you to record straight from your computer, laptop, or phone. And Anchor also allows you to easily distribute your podcast to platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, to name a few. Anchor also gives you analytics to track how your podcast is doing, and the ability to monetize your podcast as well. And lastly, I'd like to thank bensound.com, which is where I got the intro and outro music for this podcast. Bensound.com is a royalty-free music site with hundreds of songs to use in your videos and projects. Again, thank you for clicking and listening. Hope you enjoy the show. This is the Fantasy College Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Tony DeMarco. Thank you guys for joining us on the last week of your Fantasy College Wrestling season. Hopefully you've clicked on this because you're in the championship round and you need that little extra juice, that little extra information to get you over the top and bring home the belt. But I can't do this alone. I'm going to be doing this with my best friend, my co-host, Todd Chattercott, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Another great weekend of wrestling. Um, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yes. That was on Friday. I had uh, went took my girlfriend out to um, Andy Ario's in Westchester. Beautiful. Nice. Great time. It was a um, fantastic dinner. And I hope that she returned the favor by letting you watch some wrestling. Yes, she did. Yes. <laughs> I, had to, I, had, I, had, I had to DVR the Friday night match because yeah. we were at dinner, but... I came home and watched it, so that was cool. Over, yeah, yeah. She well, kind of lets me slide there and like watching a little bit of wrestling. <laughs> that's nice. Well, I unfortunately was watching wrestling the whole time, <laughs> so Amy let me uh, get away with that. But um, yeah, a lot of great duels this weekend. We'll get into the Penn State Ohio State match, Iowa Minnesota, uh, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, and uh, the, some of the other good matches. But we we're talking before we we even started. Um, I got you on that show Outsiders on HBO and yes. you started watching. You got a couple problems with that show. Uh, well, um, I'm not going to, you know, I, I kind of, I'm not a huge fan of Stephen King. And uh, as the show has progressed, the plot holes get bigger and bigger. And yeah, it's gotten to the point now you can probably drive a bus through some of the plot holes. And- so spoiler alert, if you're watching Outsiders, fast forward, maybe a, a few minutes, but um, I, I'm kind of with you. I, it was first really interesting. How is a guy kind of in two places at once? But then you're watching it and they're like, oh, the kid has a drawing of the same thing that the wife has the same drawing of. And another person. The, the, yeah. the kid of Terry Maitland is saying the guy looks blurry and kind of droopy faced and stuff like that. And the guy's like, nah, it's not. It's nothing. Don't yeah, that, 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 that kind of was the beginning of me kind of starting to turn on the show was like, How's a detective who's supposed to be really perceptive, like all of a sudden, like this evidence is pro- 
presented to him, and he's like, yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. Five different people have drawn, drawn the same guy's face. Yeah, that, that probably doesn't mean anything. What a cool winky day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I know, like, they're trying to make it, like, the skeptic cop or whatever, but, like, yeah. he's looking for facts. But, like, when when five different people are drawing the same person, then there's probably something to that. Yeah. When, what we say in wrestling, when it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. Yeah. Well, if you draw a droopy face kind of murderer five times from five different people... Yeah. Chances are that's the guy that you should be pointing the APB out. And, um, you know, again, if, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the show, you know, put your fingers in your ears and go la, 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 la. But, you know, when, when the when the uh, black lady puts the, the uh, ultraviolet light over the phone and shows that the person was actually in their house, there's yeah. evidence on the chair. Mm. And, again, he kind of, like, dismisses it. Like, well, you know, there's evidence there, <laughs> but, you know, ah, whatever. I'm just going to put that chair outside of the house and pretend like this didn't happen. Right. At that point, you probably pretty much proven that the, this person exists yeah <laughs> so i i had high hopes for it i was in, intrigued by it early on but it, it you're right it, it's kind of stalling out it's got to be a stephen king twist at the end it has to be something that, I, i'm hoping for some kind of twist um somebody goes oh shit yeah i mean the beginning i was with you i was kind of getting like the true detective vibe and i was like well this is really interesting and then yeah. kind of just like man this is like a vampire or something and like that but <laughs> yeah, but it's still better than most of the stuff that's on TV, which doesn't say much. Yeah, we're kind of in a lull when it comes to TV. There's, there's Why does Rick and Morty come back? I don't know. We got what five episodes and then nothing. Half a season. We got five episodes. Come on, Rick and Morty. Come on, Justin Moreland. Let's well, go, man. Let's let's get some episodes. It takes them like two years to make each <laughs> season anyway. So just be happy you got five episodes. Um, but that was our little pre-rant. Uh, let's get into some wrestling. So biggest match probably of the weekend. Um, on paper was Penn State and Ohio State. Yes, I and got to be at that match. It was fantastic. You said that was probably the loudest you've ever heard. Yes, the, 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 the Nick Lee-Pletcher match was probably the loudest I've ever heard the Bryce Jordan Center. I've been there from the beginning. Every every match that's been wrestled at the Bryce Jordan Center I've been at, and that crowd was deafening. I think mm-hmm. they knew this, the importance of that match. Um they knew that, like, you know, that last takedown Lee got and then the ride out, the crowd just started get erupting because he got over the minute riding time. Right. The match was probably in hand. The Pletcher, I think, got even hit for stalling mm-hmm. at some point. Um, so the crowd was just deafening, just cheering him on. And yeah, know, he gets the big win, a huge win in that in that duel. Probably won the duel for him. They, quite possibly. But, I mean, so we start off at 125. Um, no weight, different weight change or, or anything for the starting uh kale usually likes to start at 125 yeah almost every uh penn state wrestling match starts at 25 yeah and kale likes it that way and malik heinzelman looked good he won five to three but you know brandon meredith is doing what he can do yeah it's kind of like what malik heinzelman's been doing this year there it was kind of the two low men on the totem pole almost in the big 10 kind of going at it and heinzelman came out on top five to three i i thought heinzelman would beat meredith I thought it was going to be a decision, so I mean, it played right into what I, I actually thought. Heinzelman might get a bonus point, like a, a major. So yeah, I was kind of. It looked good, like that kind of early. Yeah, didn't I, it? I was impressed with Meredith just to hold, you know, just holding to a regular decision, and it was only five three. It wasn't even that big of a blowout. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I did notice, like, I know that a lot of people saying how small Heinzelman looks at twenty five. Well, Meredith looks even smaller than Heinzelman. So yeah. I'm not sure how big he well, is. Well, Meredith is a true freshman, right? Yeah. So I mean, he's still got time. He, he but. He got the spot from uh, Schnupp and from uh, who else? Was, well, Teske. Teske, was, who I heard couldn't make the weight anymore, which shocked me because yeah. I thought he was kind of small too. But they said he actually 
couldn't make 25 anymore. It was one of the reasons that he left because obviously Roman Brown Young and Nick Lee being in the next two weights doesn't can't really well jump for that. you to, to start. Right. And I, I mean, so that was almost like a prelim match to the yeah, rest to the, of the match. That was the appetizer. <laughs> exactly. The, the main course. Roman Bravo Young at, at 133 beats Decatur as I think 99.9% of everyone except maybe Decatur's parents yeah. um, thought was going to happen. He, but he only won by decision. I, I tweeted out that I thought, you know, should Ohio State find a way to win him Decatur holding Roman Bravo Young to a decision would probably be one of the biggest points of that. Yeah. I expected RBY to also get a, a major here. I thought um, it was going to be a tech because Austin DeSanto tacked him. Yeah. I thought. I don't think RBY put the pace on Decatur as much as DeSanto did. He looked more like the, the Kramer match against ASU. Like kind of not tentative, but. Yeah. When, 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 uh, when RBY got to his shots, he got the takedowns. But he just didn't put the, the same level of amount of takedowns on mm-hmm. him as DeSantis. And I'll, I'll give Decatur credit. You know, he wasn't putting himself in any type of, of danger to give up bonus points yeah. or anything like that. So that's good strategy from him. I think, um, I think Decatur, he looks really good. I think he's cutting too much weight. I think when Pletcher graduates and he moves up a weight, I think he'll be really good next year. Well, I mean, even, but then you got to think next year. So golf on a tangent on, on Ohio state next year, you have Etchemendia, you have, potential of Keyshawn Hayes maybe still being there. If Keyshawn Hayes is, is back, that throws a wrench into their whole lineup because Echemendia could go 41 or 57. Keyshawn Hayes could go 41 or 57. And then if that's the case, one of those guys going 41, Decatur can't really go anywhere unless he yeah. beats him out for the spot. Yeah, I don't think Decatur makes 33 again next year. No, but if Keyshawn Hayes you know, hangs, puts the shoes in the middle of the mat – and I think Estramendi can go 57. Then I think Decatur going up to 41 makes perfect sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but Decatur holds RBY to a decision. So it is uh, tied 3-3 going into probably the match of the night. One of the biggest matches of the year, I think. Yeah. I mean, everybody's had this kind of circle since early on. Yeah. And uh, the two undefeated guys, both wrestling beyond everybody else at the weight. Yeah. Really. That, Actually, going tit for tat basically with Mitch McKee or yeah, they had similar results to like everybody they wrestled. You know, comparable wrestling. They they've almost had identical results, right? And so it looked it looked competitive right at the beginning. Um, Score was eight to four. Nick Lee gets the win, but I would say that the score does not reflect kind of the dominance that Nick Lee had over Pletcher. Yeah, I mean Pletcher got in on a beautiful shot early and finished cleanly mm-hmm. and uh after that it was all nick lee i mean the rest of that match was was nick lee just setting the pace and um getting to his shots and you see how how cleanly nick lee finishes when he gets in i mean he really when he gets in like that was one of maybe one of the things he was struggling with in his freshman sophomore year was he could get the legs but he his finishes weren't as strong yeah but now man he gets the legs and he just he fights through positions and just gets the takedown i was a little surprised of pleasure's bottom Game. Yeah, well, that, that's I, been a weakness of his for a while. Um, it was his, some of his bottom wrestling. And, well, and, I, mean, I think it's more of Nick Lee is that good on top, yeah, too. Because I mean, he got out within like five seconds when he chose down in the second, but then after getting taken down, he was ready. I think he got a stall call. Yeah, like you said, I, I think he got a stall call from bottom. Um, I think I think that second period was more Nick Lee letting him up. At that point, I don't really five seconds in. Yeah, if I, I think Nick Lee's like, I'm just gonna let you know we're gonna do this on our feet, and mm-hmm. Nick, you know Nick Lee lets him up. It's three one, but then he quickly gets a takedown three three, 
uh, I believe he cuts him again and takes him down again mm-hmm. and then takes the lead five to four. No, it was five. No, he didn't let him up because he, he took him down and the score was three, three. Must have been seven, four because he got the riding time. No, he, but, but uh, Pletcher had three points going into the very few last seconds of the match because uh, Nick Lee did not let him up until there was about five seconds left to make it a four point because it was seven to three for most of the third period. Right. So um, I guess when Nick Lee got the takedown in the second, he didn't let him up. And I think that's when Pletcher got hit with the stalling was that second period takedown. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll definitely see this again. I don't think there's anyone that's going to really stop Nick Lee or Luke Pletcher from meeting in the Big Ten finals. I agree. Um, and quite possibly even nationals. So that it, I'm, a, I'm a guy who loves storylines. You know, I'm, I don't believe in fate. I believe in opportunities and, and signs and things like that, but not fate necessarily. I think Pletcher will probably get him at Big Tens, which will set up the rubber match for Nationals. It would yeah. just be – that's like the story, you know. That would be a good story, but I, I don't think Pletcher can get in Lee. I think I think Nick Lee's jump levels. I think it's going to be about similar score the, the next two times they wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Nick I mean, if he just, wrestles exactly like this, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't see where Pletcher can really get in. And Yeah, I think Nick Lee, with his clean finishes and with his top game, I, I think it's going to be similar scores the next two times they wrestle. Mm-hmm. I, I really think Nick Lee is – jump to the level where he's he's almost like where Jason Nolf was. He, he's almost at that level where he's like at Nolf level where it's just like, I'm going to get takedown, and if I have to ride you, I will. And if I have to let you up and take you down eight times, I will. And yeah, I'm just going to do whatever I have to do. But Nick Lee's pace is just insane. He, he just keeps coming. Um, and Pletcher's bottom, I think, is a big kryptonite in this match where Nick Lee needs – if Nick Lee needs to ride him – he can, and yeah. I think that's going to be the difference because I don't think Pletcher can ride Lee. Yeah. So that happens, and then so we got a, a six to three a lead for Penn State, um, and just like Decatur did to RBY holding it to a decision, I thought Jared Verkler and holding Sammy Sasso to a decision, almost winning. Yeah. The the match um, was huge, right? Um, I thought Sammy Sasso would get. Uh, bonus point in this and listening to flow radio uh, or flow wrestling radio live today. Um, I, I knew Jared Verklin had diabetes. I mean, he's been fighting yeah, that, you know, since he was a kid, yeah. right. And that really hurts trying to lose weight and everything. And, you know, it kind of, it kind of escaped me from everything that we've been talking about with, you know, well, I don't think he's where we thought he was and stuff like that. Just in PA, he was great. He was yeah. fantastic when he was in PA. It's just this he's next a, level. Cadet world champ. Right. But um, I, he's starting to pick it up. He's starting to show improvement. I don't know what that translates to in nationals if he makes it to nationals. I think yeah. he will. I think he'll – I think he'll get a spot, yeah. He'll be a qualifier. I don't – but, you know, maybe he win. He goes 2-2. Two and two. Maybe he goes – you know, makes the blood round or something. Yeah. It's a couple of those extra points. This, that help I mean, we, we've seen glimpses of the circular before. I mean, last year he, in the dual meet with Ohio state, he took, um, um, Jordan, um, who was a younger Jordan, Micah Jordan, Micah Jordan. He took Michael Jordan down to the wire and actually lost the match on a stalling call, which gave Micah Jordan an extra point. Cause it was tied. Mm-hmm. And then Verkler had to let him up and try to get the take. I think it was nine, seven, but, I thought at that point, Verkloring was kind of arriving. And then this year, he's kind of slid back a little bit, but he looked really good in, in this match. My yeah. only thing for this match would be, like, Verkloring kept it close, but at some point, you got to go for the win. Right. Like, you know, keep, there's no 
there's no consolation prizes in wrestling. I mean, yeah, you kept it close with, with the number one ranked guy in the country, um, but he never really was threatening to win the match. And I mean, you, you gotta, you know, at some point you go, I've got the number one guy. It's one, one. Um, you, and you gotta just commit to a shot and be like, I'm just going to commit to this one shot and mm-hmm. get in there and try. If I finish it, I, I, you know, finish it. If I don't, maybe I lose anyway, but you know, go out on your shield. Right. But um, I was impressed with how he wrestled Sammy Sasso. I'm just, Wish he would have just gone for you well, know, the win. Kind of, that's kind of been his story this year, keeping it close and almost getting that win, just, you know, <laughs> holding up the, the Roman Bravo Young, almost, yeah. the two fingers, the two almost, because he did the same with Brayton Lee and same with Hoffman uh, from Lehigh. Um, almost knocked him off, and I think he ended up trying to throw and got thrown to his back, yeah. and back or something like that. That was an overtime, too. Talking match. about kind of sliding down, the return of Brady Berge. yeah. Uh, he's only got two matches on the year, I believe, and this was his second. Yeah, he's, match. he's one and one now. Lost to Quinn Kinner, who's up from one thirty-three. Uh, lost four to three. Could it be rust? I think it was conditioning. He he looked good in the first period, and then started to fade, and uh, he just looked like he was gassed. I mean, he came out with a head wrap and that clay ream headgear, the one yeah, with like the the, the, the pad the on crash the crash helmet. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, obviously, they're worried about getting a con- another concussion. I don't know what the rap necessarily yeah. was for, but uh, I think a lot of people don't understand how a concussion works. Yeah. I mean, if the headgear doesn't do anything. The rap doesn't do anything. The concussion is your brain moving inside your head and hitting off the skull. And, and it's not as smooth on the inside of your skull either. Yeah. I mean, it's just your head, your brain is in a fluid and if the brain moves independently of the head and, and hits the skull, it, it's a brain bruise. That's what a concussion is. So yeah, you can, I don't care what kind of headgear you're wearing. If if somebody snaps you down and bounces your head off the mat and your bra- brain moves and the head just, you know, kind of doesn't, then that's going to cause a concussion. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, I mean, there's just nothing around. You can, can't get around it either. But this is kind of on the verge of like Sidney Crosby kind of yeah. concussion that one year or whatever. Um, but did you see when he got hurt wrestling in the, the world's? He just like went limp. Yeah, but I mean, it, it came from like – was a guy rubber legging or something, and yeah, it was something like that. Bertie was in something. on a on a shot. Um, the guy did that rubber leg kind of spin behind. I don't know if maybe the heel hit him in the face or yeah. something, and that's what caused I mean, it. Then he got into like a, a, a arm a trapped arm gut and just kept tilting him up. Yeah, and, and I think he was not even conscious. Right, the, the ref was looking right at Brady Bertie, whose eyes must have been closed or yeah, you know, looking up or something. But I like, know. I mean. I know he's got hurt. I know he got hurt. It was several months ago. Unless that guy's foot is made out of lead, I don't see how that could have caused that kind of damage. But mm-hmm. maybe I'm completely off base. But the way this head thing is going on, you would think he fell out of a 12-story building and landed on his head on the concrete. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you know, you, you just got to wrestle. Right. But, I I mean, they obviously think that he's ready to go. Otherwise, he definitely could have gotten, like, a medical yeah. Or, or something if he hadn't come back um i don't know if that's kind of desperation on their part to try to match iowa i think it is a little bit because that piper is probably going to be in the same boat as verkler and where maybe maybe a couple points at at most i don't even think piper qualifies for nationals right i think bergie has a shot to qualify. Well, 57 at, at big tens isn't deep that's there's not so, gonna be a lot of allocation spots yeah. that's the concern with bergie is if he's back 100 percent gets healthy, gets conditioning down. I think he could steal somebody's spot at mm-hmm. Big Tens and, and go to Nationals. 
And who if, knows with wild cards? Yeah. I mean, just uh, if he's wrestling the same as he has been, you know, then I don't even think he goes to nationals, which seems to kind of be wasting his year. But then I just don't know what's going on with you know. I'm not a doctor. I am not the physical trainer for mm-hmm. the Penn State wrestling team. It just seems to me it's a little odd that a, you know a rubber leg from six months ago can cause that kind of damage. Yeah. Everybody heals differently, but yeah, people above our pay grade. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely making those calls. The rest of the matches kind of went chalk uh, for the most part. I mean, you thought that maybe Ethan Smith could keep it close with Vincenzo Joseph wrong. That was a major he got the but, first takedown. Yeah. Beautiful but, first takedown, but then it was all Vincenzo. It was all Vincenzo. Then Mark Hall. Yeah. And in 46 seconds, Caleb Romero. The Marky mixer. Yeah. I, you know it's coming. That's one of his things. Kind of like Mason Paris with the dump or Colin Moore with the dump or yeah. you know, something like that. But he's good at it. That's yeah. what got him he, I mean, he, He's got to be so strong to just hit on these grown men, this this you know cement mixer. But he mixed them up. And, mm-hmm. man, when he got it in, it, he wasn't going anywhere. I mean, it, there was nothing touching that mat but, but his shoulders. Yeah. And I thought Aaron Brooks and Rocky Jordan might be a little bit closer, but that was a major for wow. Aaron Brooks. Too. Aaron Brooks was really impressive. That really impressed me. He's – He's jumping levels. Um, was the uh, Ben's match his first duel, or I can't remember if that's the first match. No, he he him. came out against um, uh, Lehigh was his first match. Okay, they they pulled the shirt. Yeah, um, at that match he looked a little bit gassed in the Ben's match, but since that match, he's been really dominant and and looking, you know, really impressive. I mean, that the Rocky Jordan, I, I said like you said, I thought it was going to be. A lot closer than that. And he, I mean, I just, thought Brooks was going to win, but I thought it would maybe be like yeah. seven five. That's seven, I, four, I thought six like three that. or something like that. Seven three, something like that. I was not expecting the major decision. Yeah. So the Lehigh for him was against Chris Wheeler, and he won that ten to five. And then he faced Zach Bronigle, who's good in his own right. Billy Janzer, he he pinned, and then Venz was in the next one. Yeah. So I mean, it was a good two months or a month almost. Yeah. One and a half um, before he, he saw Venz. But since then, I mean, he's been on a tear. Yeah, he's only had one close match since then. That was against Johnny Sebastian. And Johnny Sebastian is kind of like Verkler. And, you know, he, he keeps everything close. Yeah. He's just really hard to score on. And Colin Moore ends up being Shakur Rashid. I'm going to say that it's too late to pull Michael Beard. Maybe. Um, I, maybe. I mean, uh, Sh- Rashid is definitely they not gotta, right. They got to make a choice. Yeah, they got to, they had too soon. Yeah, next week against American is their last duel, and you know there is the Matt Town open too, so there is a chance to send maybe like Brady Berge to that to get. I, I would matches. assume Berge if he- if he's healthy will go to that. Right. Yes. Um, if Michael Beard needs more matches, you send him to that. Try to get to that fifteen match threshold, um, and then kind of a one of the most exciting matches of the night outside of. You know, Nick Lee and, and uh, Pletcher, Seth Nevels and Gary Traub. Yeah. So Seth Nevels, I think early on, went out of bounds, and and there was some type of medical thing. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't – obviously, I was at the, the match, so you can't hear anything, and, and you don't know anything. You're, yeah. you're not watching it on TV. Did they say anything on TV about I, what Not that I saw – well, and so I was out to dinner with, with family oh. – and I'm there, you know, we're having family dinner. I have my phone kind of on my lap. On the lap, I'm, underneath the table. I'm looking at the menu, or making it look like I'm looking at the menu, but I'm actually looking at, at the matches, yeah. um, which kind of pissed me off because it's on BTN, but BTN goes through Fox Sportsnet, but the app, you have to go to Fox Sports Go 
which then get, sends you to Fox Sports app, and then this Fox Sports app has to load onto oh, it. But it wasn't working, so it's like three things that oh. were. Oh, it was a pain in the ass. But um, I I didn't hear anything. I just saw him working, looking at the knee. I think they they may have wrapped it. Yeah, they did wrap it. I couldn't tell if it was blood or if he hurt his knee. Like I think it was just a stinger or something. Yeah. Hopefully, it's nothing bad because that would just be terrible if they lose another heavyweight to to injury. That that would yeah. I would say not that Seth Nevels is going to be getting a ton of points. He might be able to sneak on at at the bottom of the podium, maybe. Yeah, he's been disappointing to me. Um, it's kind of like his brother; he doesn't get to his offense. Yeah, he's he looks he got very you know very light feet for a heavyweight. He's definitely bigger than Nick, his mm-hmm. brother. He's definitely a bigger heavyweight, but he still seems to not get to his offense. You know, I'm, I'm not – I mean, just lose to somebody like Gary Child, who's a, a walk-on, is yeah. disappointing. Hey, but give him credit. Four-time state, you know, he, four-time state he's champion. definitely winning the Hodge heart and citizenship, uh, as we yeah. said on, and, on and, Flow and Radio. pretty much, you know, he, he won the match against Nevels on conditioning because Nevels looked tired at the end of the match, yeah. and, and Child kept on coming. Um, but it was a great duel. It was great to be at. It was electric crowd. It was six, almost 16,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really fun to be there. Um Real quick question to you: If if your coach, Kale Sanderson, let's say you for the, for just a second, mm. um, and you really want to win another national title, you don't want to let Iowa sneak in there and take one from you. Would you be willing to push all your chips in the middle and put Beard in, and maybe put Kirk Fleet in at heavyweight, and if if Kirk and even possibly maybe putting um um go with Busiello at fifty seven and just trying something like that out just to try to to match them or would you just like kind of phone it in this year and just wait for next year? It depends. Um, I really, think, I, I, think, I, think, the, I think beard makes the most sense. Kirk Levitt, I'm going to assume that he's eligible to wrestle. And if so, maybe um, I, he has no matches. I don't yeah. think so. I mean, but I, I don't, you're, you're going to have to try I'm not to really steal worried a spot. About him stealing a spot. I mean, yeah. I think he could steal a spot from somebody like Jensen or somebody at that, you know, at big 10. Right. 57. I don't, and 49, I don't know what to do. Cause Busiello, I don't think is proven or, or anything necessarily. Um, I think Michael Beard probably makes the most sense when it comes to maximizing your points because Shakur Rashid in this form isn't going to get much. He's going to get the same amount of points as Verklin or, or Brady Berge or Seth Nevels right now, which yeah. doesn't help you. Whereas instead of one, two points, maybe you get uh, 10 points. Yeah. From a, a, was that fifth place finish? Yeah. I think it's 10. Like 10. Yeah. So, and bonus along the way yeah. with that. So I, I think Beard could, could be top three or four at, 197. It's kind of weak this year, 97. Yeah, besides but, like the top I mean, even, guys. But even if you say that everything goes chalk at Nationals, Iowa is, is I think from the latest flow projections, is, is like 65 points ahead of Penn State. Yeah, but I, I think they have a lot of Iowa guys higher than I would have them. I don't think mm-hmm. Max Murin is the fourth best 141 pounder in the country. Mm-hmm. I don't think Caleb Young is the third best 57 pounder in the country. So if you start looking at those guys, maybe not finishing where they're projected to, right. And then maybe and you have Penn, Penn state, state guys going up, then all of a sudden it becomes really interesting. Yeah. Again, it's for those guys who, who are pay grade above us, but I, I think beard probably makes the most sense to pull at, at this point. I don't know about any of the other ones. Um, Cause Seth Neville's, this is probably, I would assume he probably transfers out. 
Yeah, if Kirkley is going to be the guy, I don't, I don't see Neville's beating Kirkley. Kirkley, yeah, up and, there and with Neville's is going to have a, a red shirt to use in case he, you know, they do impose some type of transfer ban. Yeah, and with the new portal, I don't even think you have to sit out anymore. No. So, I mean, Kirkley is is Gable Stevenson good? Like he gave, I think he actually has one of a win over Gable Stevenson, one of the rare guys that's been able to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gable and, and I don't see Neville's being able to, to beat Kirk Fleet out for that spot going yeah. forward. Well, quick quick aside, I was talking about we were out to dinner. Um, I had a fried burger. Oh, so it was a little interesting, and it's not because this place is known for like their their uh, brick oven pizzas and stuff like that. But I see this burger, and apparently, so it's it's a grilled burger and everything. Uh, to how you like it. Then they do lettuce, tomato, onion. Uh, they had jalapenos. I didn't ask for the jalapenos. I didn't want jalapenos. Don't judge me. I don't like jalapenos either, so I won't judge And them. And then they had like their house sauce or whatever on it. And then they take basically a dough ball and they wrap the burger in a dough ball and then fry it for a little bit. And I, I don't know when the next time I'm going to be able to see fried burger on, on, on the menu yeah. or something. So I had to try it. Was, it was pretty good. Um, did, did, did the burger come in the dough ball? Or did they, like, yeah, it came, it came in ball? the dough ball oh. with a knife in the middle of it. And I, I did the Gordon Ramsay. I cut it right down the middle, mm-hmm. you know. And it actually – it kind so of, It was kind of like a beef Wellington burger. burger yeah. Kind of. <laughs> but it was actually kind of nice because, you know, when you're eating a burger and sometimes it goes out the back so you have to flip the burger or whatever oh, yeah. and everything. It was all contained within that dough ball. Nice. So it was nice. It wasn't leaking or anything. And oh, I, I – approved of it it was oh, in a, uh, it sounds the, delicious the mill up in harleysville if anybody's up that way towards the lehigh valley um but that was just my my side ah. side uh dinner for the <laughs> for the weekend but sorry to kind of steal the show with my fried burger um let's get into some of the other matches this week and we'll kind of run through because Basically, they all kind of went according to, to what you thought, except for maybe Iowa State beating you and I. Iowa State didn't even have David Carr in the lineup. Yeah, tell me that about one. it. <laughs> well, I know you felt it more than anybody else having David Carr on your yes. uh, on your team and on my team for zero points the last I think three Actually, weeks. It helped me across the board because I was facing you in our dual championship and in the semis for WrestleStat leagues. Uh, some of the other teams had David Carr too, so I was all worried about that. And then he doesn't wrestle. I was like, oh, yes, thank yeah, God. Two matches for me. It was good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> apologies to you. That's all right. Good, good for me. I'm, I'm happy to have him for the for the big for the uh, NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh, so we'll run through. Iowa beats Minnesota thirty-five to six. Um, score is a little bit misleading. I thought some of the matches were a little bit closer. Um, yeah, I think I thought um, Minnesota you know, wrestled really well. I mean, obviously the score doesn't indicate that, but a lot yeah. of matches itself were pretty, pretty good. So especially he gets the forfeit from what I understood, um, the 33 pounder or the, the other 25 pounder that they had, had gone up to 33 at some point and, and couldn't descend Can't get back, back down. Him. Yeah. I think the plan is still for Pat McKee to be wrestling postseason, So they're just taking it. That's fine. I don't think they had a chance of, of beating. Yeah, I don't think that would have changed anything. Um, I think he was there, but he just wasn't wrestling because he tweaked his knee. I think in the Schroeder match. Yeah, um, he's been f- battling something for a couple weeks now. But a person who's back, and I, I kind of hate that everyone's like DeSanto's back. He was never gone. To me, yeah. he wasn't gone. He just decided to sit. He wasn't Sebastian Rivera coming back. That's he's back. Yeah. Brady Berge, he's back. That injury, yeah. 
he DeSanto had a knee brace on, you know, the shooter sleeve or whatever yeah. with the kind of the knee pad or something. But he ended up teching Boo Dryden. Boo Dryden's not a pushover, but he's a D one athlete. Um, but he's not at the same level as RBY or right. or you know even um, who uh, Jordan Cater or anything like that. So I don't know. Usually when a guy comes back from injury, they're a little hesitant. I think it was all mental for him. We talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it ad nauseum. But yeah. I, to me, that was just cradleitis. Like I thought we weren't going to see him until Big Tens. Yeah, but I think he's fine. I don't. I don't think. I think he was fine even in the RBY match. I think it was a total scream roll. Yeah, where he was going over to his back twice in a cradle, and all of a sudden it's oh my knee. You know, so whatever. We talked about that before, but. Yeah. Um, he's back in the lineup. Um, maybe he'll get cradleitis again in the postseason. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's going to see RBY most likely because I'm assuming that him and uh, him and RBY are going to be 2-3 in some order. Yeah, I, I think um, RBY will be the 2 seed and DeSantis the 3, so they'll see each other anyway. I mean, and kind of going aside, Big Ten seeds, um, the Wrestling Nomad had a good kind of – I don't want to call it a rant, but explanation of where he thinks Sebastian Rivera is going to be seen. Yeah, I listened to that today while I was running. It made sense to me. Yeah. Because he's saying, like, if you go by this year, technically there's no criteria for Big Ten tournaments. There is for nationals, but not for Big Tens. So if you use past accomplishments, which, by the way, is all at 25, not at 33, then they'll seat them at fifth or sixth or something yeah. like that. Um, but if you're going by this year's record – He's probably an 11 seed yeah. or something. That made perfect sense to me. That's – you should – because guys like, um, you know – Piotrowski. Uh, Piotrowski have been wrestling all year. Yeah. Alvarez has been wrestling all year. You got to reward those guys for going out. Yeah. And not, you know – But the other thing you want to be careful is you don't want to put um, Rivera in a spot in the bracket where he destroys the whole bracket and starts knocking off the one seed or something. Right. Like, I mean, Gross needs to be rewarded – for wrestling all year and earning that one seed, you don't want to make, you know, make you know, him, hurt him the by second put, match in right, the second Rivera. match against Rivera because that's not really fair to him either. All in all, they'll make sure that they seed it quote unquote accordingly because yeah. you know whether you're he's the twelve seed or the fifth seed technically, you know it's it's only a number. Yeah, so they'll they'll fit him in where they want to fit him in, but um, yeah. It, so DeSanto's back, I think. I don't think he was hurt. We'll move on because we've talked about it too much. Um, Max Murin and Mitch McKee. I think Mitch McKee is 2-0 and o going into this against Murin. And Murin comes out with a sudden victory win 6-4. Yeah, a little disappointed in Mitch McKee in this match. Um, he, he gave up two takedowns with taking a half shot and then letting Murin, you know, re-attack. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, the first time it happens, all right, Max Murin had a beautiful re-attack. Yeah. But in overtime, Mitch McKee does it again. He does a half shot, comes out of the shot, and and Max Miron fires off a double and takes him down. I was like, dude, he already tried that once, and it didn't work out very well. <laughs> and, you know, in that situation, you got to be a little bit more cerebral. Mitch McKee is really good on top, so don't take that half shot and give up that stupid takedown. Go to double overtime and, and get on the mat and mm -hmm. try to ride him out and then get out for the win, you know. You know, you got to kind of play the chess game in, in wrestling sometimes and be like, you know, I'm not going to take a really stupid, bad half shot at this guy and give yeah. up the takedown. Let's go to double overtime where I'm really good on top with getting my legs in and maybe I ride him out and then all I need is an escape and I, I win the match. So, right. you know, going forward, maybe that's something he'll look at 
and change when the next time they wrestle. Yeah. And then we had another very close match with uh, Pat Lugo and Brayton Lee. Brayton Lee always likes to keep he, – he can knock off a Sammy Sasso or he could lose to a Berkler or, or something. Yeah. Like that. He, he's got that range almost to him. And so does Lugo. Lugo keep, likes to keep low, score low, Well, too. early season Lugo looked like a, a bonus point machine. Yeah. Now he's kind of reverting back to where he was last year. Um, still, I think he's top four. Yeah, he's in, tough. In that way. He's hard to score on, um, but he, he doesn't open up his offense very much. Um, but he did manage to shut Brayton Lee almost completely out in this match. 149 at Big Tens is going to be phenomenal because yeah. anybody could, could really win that. Yeah, I mean, you know, even 149 at Nationals, that, that, that weight class is going to be fire. I mean, yeah. just you could throw anybody in there, and if you said – Austin O'Connor is going to win that weight. Nobody would argue with you. If you said Kolodzik's going to come back and win that weight, nobody. If you said yeah. Sasso would win, I mean, there's there's eight or nine guys that you could say, yeah, he could win that weight, and people mm-hmm. would like be like, yeah, that's that's pretty realistic. And, I mean, long shots, not not sexy names or anything like that, but Keyson Clark went to overtime, I, I believe, with Austin O'Connor. Yeah, he's gone. To, he's been close with all those guys too. So, I mean, you can't. If that wins, I think that's going to shock everybody, but. If you look back at his record and everything, it's not too surprising. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's one of those weights where like Keenan Storer too. Yeah. You never know. He, he's kind of down. But. Yeah, but, but that's one of those weights you could take like the top ten guys and shake a bag. And every if you wrestled that weight class ten weeks in a row, you might get ten different winners. Yeah. And another close match at one fifty seven, Caleb Young and Ryan Thomas. Really impressed with Ryan Thomas. Yeah, that he, was he really, had that for the win and just yeah, he let that one kind of get away. Yeah, freshman mistakes. You know. Yeah. Um, they have a good one though, though. I, I, I was impressed with what I saw from Ryan Thomas, but Minnesota, you know, they picked, they got a good guy there. He's going to be tough. Yeah. And then, um, um, St. Paris Graham. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Ohio kid. Yeah. He, he, he looked good. Um, and then Alex Marinelli tech fall and Michael Kemmer with the fall over De- yeah. Devin Skatska. Skatska has kind of fallen off from where he was last year. Last year he was the bracket buster in yeah. the big tens. Now he's just kind of. I think injuries and things. Even the photo that they show, you know, like the the I don't want to say profile pic, the roster photo or something, has him with like a bloodshot eye. Yeah. <laughs> like he came into the season hurt almost. Um, Cash Wilkie gets to start at 184. From what I heard, uh, Brand said that Assad was going to be back yeah. next week. So this might have been kind of like last match in Carver. Kind of Cash finish out his career. Right, as as senior moment yeah. kind of thing. Unfortunately, he loses to Owen Webster, who is good in his own right. Um, has had some pretty good matches this year. Um, Jacob Warner gained the major, and Cassiopeian Stevenson uh, yeah. was a good match. A little slap, slap boxing there at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> to be expected with with Stevenson, but then at the end, Cassiope with a couple headbutts, yeah, <laughs> which no call or or anything like that. So I I think there was a little bit of home cooking and roughing, yeah, in that. But that was that was a good call on Stevenson on, on the the one club that was a little bit excessive, a little bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, Gable Stevenson that was actually closer than I thought it would be. I mean, it was a one point match, I believe, and then Gable hit a beautiful like kind of sweet double. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't really like a blast double; it was like a head on the inside double. But he drove him across the mat and took him down um i can't wait to watch stevenson in paris wrestle yeah i, I think that, that's gonna happen that's one thing about cassiopeia i i know he's i guess you would say elite for the weight but to me and maybe i'll get some responses back on on twitter or, or something cassiopeia only seems to have one attack he has yeah. that that reattack snap single 
which he always goes for. Yeah. Other than that, he doesn't really have anything. You look at Stevenson and you look at Paris, they have a Paris has single leg attacks. He's yeah. got a, a dump that he's really good at that he hits on everybody. He hit it on Cassiopeia. He has a nice go behind too. Yeah, Gable Stevenson is has a beautiful double leg. Yeah. He's he's got great reattacks. I don't see that from Cassiope. That that kind of puts Cassiope like in that second tier. Yeah. But, and and that's another another guy like you know the, the Flow Wrestling has Cassiope I think finishing third mm-hmm. at Nationals. I think he finishes a little bit lower than that. I I, I he could. You know, and if he he starts slipping down and some of these other guys start slipping down, it's I'm telling you it Anybody that thinks Iowa's going to go into NCAAs and win by 100 points, they're mistaken. It's going to be a lot more interesting. It will be interesting. I'm, I'm sure somebody will have betting lines on you know margin of victory, yeah. something that we can bet on. We'll, we'll take a look at that. Why not? Um, let's move on just as some other ones just hit some, some quick notes. Um, Bedlam, part two, Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma 27-8. to eight. It seemed uh, kind of closer than that. Um, it started off with 174. Joe Smith was winning. Um, was in on a shot and then gets thrown yeah. to his back by Anthony Mantanona. And that's what he's known for, too. Boy, that – Joe Smith, I'll say, when everyone was writing him off, started looking crisper, more confident in his wrestling, looked like he was getting back to where he is, and then this happened. I, I still think he looked good in this match yeah. against Mantanona. Yeah, it was, it was one move. Um, I still think Joe Smith's going to be a bracket buster come – um, NCAA tournament. Now that he's actually wrestled at the weight for he's some time his, instead of he's being his weight under control, season. he's getting his conditioning under control. I could say, I don't think he's going to knock off Kemmerer or um, Hall, but I could see him third, fourth that that range for him. Yeah, I mean he he ranges anywhere from high AA to DNP. Yeah, it really depends on on his mentality going into um, into March. Um, but other than that. Jake Woodley upsets Dakota Gear. Um, everything else kind of goes according to plan. Dominic Demas uh, beats Dusty Hone. Yeah, closer uh, match than I thought it would be. Yeah, Pitchinini had a close match with Christian Moody. Um, he got the fall. It was Moody was attacking, and then it right at the end he, he had kind of a uh, almost like a, a bow and arrow, not locked up, but. Moody was saying that he had a grab of like the chin strap. He was going apeshit. He wanted Lou Roselli to throw the the challenge brick, and nothing came of it, unfortunately. So I, I always wondered what what the dynamic is with the challenge brick. Like whose call is it? All, yeah. At the end of the day, is, is it the coaches? I think it's the coaches. Is, yeah. Does there have to be some type of mutual? Re- well, so like if if Dom Demas is saying, "Coach, throw the the thing." Does he throw it for him instead of Christian Moody? Um, I don't know. I guess it, I think it depends on if the coach thinks it's worthy of challenging or not, too. Yeah. Um, I know in, like, obviously freestyle, it's up to the wrestler on the mat. Mm-hmm. Um, you, t- you tell the coach, throw the brick or don't throw the brick. Um, well, because it's a point, too. Yeah. That's the thing. In, 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 free, in freestyle, it's a point yeah. if you lose. Real um, quick tangent. Um, and something that's driving me crazy with um, – and I think they need to change the rule more to, towards freestyle – what match was it where there was an escape and the guy got in on a takedown and the other coach threw the challenge brick in and middle take middle of the takedown the ref stopped the match. Oh, I know. Didn't what you're count the takedown and I'm like, what in the bleep? You cannot throw a challenge brick in the middle of, of a match like that. You can't. You have to challenge think, after like a sequence is finished. I think it was in the NC State Virginia Tech match. Yes, I think it was. But they got I the guy gave up an escape was. and then got the takedown and the. Coach was challenging either locked hands or 
the escape or something. And then the guy got in a beautiful double leg and took him down and mm-hmm. they had to wave it off because they had to go back and challenge it. And I'm like, uh, that's, that's not that you got to change that rule. You yeah. Can't, there has to be some to... type of, pun- there has to be a punishment for an incorrect challenge. Yeah. Um, or you just have to wait to an end a whistle or a break in the action before you challenge. I mean, this stuff where, you know, the guy's mid takedown and you throw a challenge brick and I mean, holy cow, that's going to, anything can happen. Yeah. And then you see how it plays out. And then you say what you're yeah. going to challenge for. Well, um, you know, if, if I'm freaking getting taken down, guys got me up off the bat and I just tell my coach, Hey, throw the challenge brick in before I get thrown to my back. Like, or you pull a, a Zeke Jones, like last year with uh Zahid and Bo Jordan, he needed that, that breather. Yeah, that was a Jersey uh, tornado challenge. Right. I, I think he, uh, he grabbed the singlet. Uh, nope, nothing. And then that you know, minute yeah. goes by, and he gets a little breather. Uh, yeah, there needs to be some type of punishment with that. I I think a point probably. It's different than like in football because there's so many plays in football and, yeah. and so many things where a challenge is is important. Um, but lose like losing it is more important than actually yeah. winning it almost. Um, yeah, I think I think a point. I like the point thing, like having freestyle. If you challenge and you're wrong, then the other guy gets a point. That would keep I think it's some of these go challenges from happening. I think that it's going to go that way. Uh, but other than that, like we said, Oklahoma State beats uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma, real quick, just um, you know, a little bit of a tangent. They're not where I thought they would be this far into the uh, Lou Rosselli, um era. I'll, I'll give them credit. They did fight in all these matches. But yeah. Mantonona looks better than he did last year. Dom Demas – Following, you know, the Demas family following Roselli to Oklahoma because his brother wrestled at, right. at Ohio State, um, which is polar opposites of his brother too. His brother was kind of that decision yeah. ride kind of guy, and Dom Demas is Mister Bombs Away. He just, yeah, <laughs> he's willing to throw. Well, we actually got to uh, we sat right behind his brother at national last, last year, year during yeah. the medal match, and the guy was trying to like, who's this idiot that keeps getting out of his seat? I'm like, um. That's Dom Demas's brother, and if you say anything to him, he'll probably rip your head off. Yeah. He's not—he's not the same size as Dom Demas. He's way bigger. He's big, <laughs> and not big fat. I mean, he—he he looks like he's a brick shit house. So, yeah. yeah, that guy was not going to arguing the wrong guy to try to tell him to sit down. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was really fun and interesting. We were about two two feet away from like uh, the brands. Yeah. and everything during that. Yeah, we were right down on the floor. That was amazing. Um, since we went into Pittsburgh without tickets. Without basically. tickets. <laughs> and wound up on the floor. And I'll say, the floor seats for finals, terrible. Terrible. Don't, don't, don't do, do it. it. If you're, it, if you're the th- one of the three people listening to this podcast, don't buy floor tickets. It's not – you end up watching TV the whole time. You want yeah, to looking up at the television. Unless, unless you have one of the first three rows, yeah. it, it's not worth it. You wind up looking at the back of somebody's head for the entire match, and the floor is elevated, so you can't even really see. Yeah. So you, you like you said, you wind up looking up at the teletron for the whole. That's line. what I ended up doing. Me too. And yeah, so I would do, I would not buy floor tickets again. That I was th- not worth it. We got them for like a hundred bucks, I think. Yeah. And we're like, oh my god, that's crazy. And then we're like, oh, this is why. Yeah. Because it's terrible seating. Good, good for the other rounds when we were down on the floor. Yes. When they had all the mats and there wasn't the elevated mat. But yeah, for the finals, the well, elevated that mat. kind of stunk because you couldn't see like the far mat. The, yeah. But the newer mats was, were, were good for us. Yeah. Though, for we got to see uh, Pitch and, and Glory. Yeah, right in front of us. That match. You were yelling at air. Well, no. So we'll, we'll go back. So we're asking the ticket guy. We're like, oh, we have the floor seats for these. Where do we go? He's like, oh, go over there. Go to these elevators and go down. And we're like, oh, okay. All right. So it's you, me, or Franny and Crampton and, and his dad – 
Allen and we go to these, you know, in this back kind of corridor and we get into this thing and Chris Ayers gets on the, the, uh, elevator with us. We're like, Oh, Hey coach, good, good luck this round. Oh, thanks guys. You know, really cool. Um, and then we're there and pitch and, uh, Piccinini and, and Gloria wrestling. And I think it was Glory's choice and he chooses down and you're like, what are you doing? You're just yelling. Why are you doing that? And, and he ends up getting pinned. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you're like yelling at Ayers. Why would you choose bottle? Yeah. I, I might even made the TV for that one. I was, I was pretty adamant in my stand. I did not understand that. I mean, even now a year later, I don't understand why you went down on pitch and eating. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's his wheelhouse. Yeah. But I, he's proven this year that maybe Glory is a little bit better than Pichini this year. Yeah, Glory's having a good season. I still wouldn't take bottom on pitch. I'd yeah. take neutral. <laughs> but, but that was funny. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, so other matches, you and I is upset by Iowa State. Um, maybe not in the rankings-wise, but it's, I think it's the first time Iowa State's beaten you and I in, yeah. in a long time. Um, and they did it without Carr, which is impressive. Yeah. Their best wrestler not in the lineup. And they, they did it with um, – you and I getting the pin at, at 125 against Mackle. That's Jacob right. That's yeah. why that was a risky pick for me because Schwarm and, and Mackle. Mackle may be the higher ranked guy, but Schwarm is known for pinning. He yep. can catch guys and just like uh, what was his face that caught um, Dylan Dylan Peters that Dylan caught Peters. Yes. Tomasello at, at CKLV. Um, other than this, uh, Thompson upset Jared Deegan. Deegan had a huge shoulder wrap. Yeah. So. Uh, that was in sudden victory, though. I think those guys are right on the level. Hopefully, Deegan gets better because he's he's real funky. Yeah, you got to root for the funky guys. Um, other than that, I'm trying to see Samuel Colbray over Bryce Stewart. That was a pretty big that was win. a good match. That was a good match. Um, Taylor Luhan does what he does. He gets a major, and uh, Gannon Gremmel over Carter Isley. Um, so uh, Iowa State looking good. Um, with no David Carr in the lineup, yeah. and and Austin Gomez too, yeah, you have to remember that. I don't think he's coming back this year. No, no not this year. They're yeah. they're already said they're going to be applying for a uh, red shirt, medical, a medical yeah. hardship kind of thing, which is good, I guess. You know, that's a concussion too. Yeah. You don't want to play around with that. Um, probably one of the better matches uh, was North Carolina and Virginia Tech. Yeah, I gotta say, ACC. Primo job. Yeah. They're doing great. They are really doing Keep it. wrestling. I mean, they're, they're a basketball conference, but their wrestling is way up. Can you imagine if they had, like, Clemson and yeah, a Florida school? Clemson or, used to have wrestling. I know. They had a good program. I don't I don't get it, but, but maybe they'll get it back. But you have, like, a Florida Gators or or Seminoles or, or something like that team, too. That Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but this one kind of came down to the last match, really. So they were up. Six points, I believe, and um, I think it started at forty nine. Yeah, Andonian getting the fall early. Right, yeah, early fall, and I thought that was going to set the pace for the whole duel. But Hayden Hydley getting uh, only held to a decision by Laprod. He does his job just like Decatur did, and just like yeah, uh, and did. Um, McFadden getting upset by Bullard was impressive. Yeah, and probably that, the match. The reason why they they were in that position. Yeah. Um Daniel Bullard also going other maybe not rankings wise, but upset I would think going into this Hunter Bolin over Trent Hidley. Yeah, that was that was well the crazy part about that was Bolin getting the takedown on Hidley on the under um underhook. Yeah. Which is Hidley's that's his move. That's his move. That's what he, he got does. he got actually taken down and it was beautiful. 
Um, and Bolin really controlled that match. I mean, it, I know it was I was one, surprised. But... I thought it was going to be a close match. I didn't want to pick that yeah. match. And, you know, now I think he's got Bonacorsi next week. I'm going with Bolin. Yeah. I have to. Yeah, he's, he looks really good. He, he I, I think he wore tri- uh, Hydley down in this match. Hydley looked kind of gassed in the third period. Yeah. Um, I don't think Hydley's used to wrestling somebody as strong as he is. And Bolin, I think, is – Bolin is big. Yeah, he's big, and he's. I think he's as strong as – Hydley and, and that was a good match. Um, not score wise, it was three to one, but mm-hmm. Bolin was in control that whole match pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, Stanley Smelter gets a pin in 18 seconds. Yeah. So Camacho and Prater are going back and forth. Camacho comes out with the win five to four. Um, Trombley gets the pin, puts them up by six points. Yeah. And which was crazy in 44 seconds. Got a feel for Colin Girardi on that. You know, maybe he comes out with the win in that match if it doesn't get a pin in 44 seconds. Um, but then Mitch Moore goes in with a headlock. I, I think it was a headlock with Tariq Wilson. Time runs out, I think, in the first or, yeah. or second, right before they can call a pin or something. I like, think he was pinned. Props to Tariq. I don't know who had the the overtime or the criteria um, to win. It would be nice if there were maybe 11 weights so you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have to worry about right. criteria. Um, that's another story for another day. Uh, Tariq Wilson – uh, loses, but ends up saving it for, yeah, by not getting pinned. By not getting yeah. pinned. So um, crazy match. Good job, ACC. You're doing a great job. Proud of you guys. Shout um, out to Coleman Scott. Yep. North Carolina. Well, that's North Carolina. I know. State, but, I know, but it's still ACC. Yeah, roll Tide. Um, <laughs> another kind of interesting match, Trent Hilger and Mason Paris. I kind of went down to the line. It was three to one. Paris controlled yeah. the whole match. Yeah, but. Paris got in a couple times late. I think he could have finished if he really needed to. I think he was kind of just shooting and just trying to waste some time. Yeah. But he got in deep a couple times late and kind of just waited for the stalemate. But yeah, I mean, three to one, but he was pretty much in control. Yeah. And this one was all Wisconsin over, over Michigan. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they uh, I'm looking here. Will Luan beat Garrett Modal. Uh, Jack Medley beat Barnett, and then Jackson Strigow over Taylor Watkins and Mason Paris. Those were the, the only wins yeah. for Michigan. Well, can I ask you a question? What was the point of taking um, Silva off a of redshirt to wrestle like three matches? Well, he's not off a of redshirt. He redshirted last year. Oh, okay. It's just I don't I, – I think the first semester he wasn't eligible because of, I think, school for, or grades. something. Yeah. And then – He's been on and off on the roster. I don't know who they're going with. I'm assuming it's going to be Assad yeah. or Acid or however you, you say it, but I don't know. Yeah, I had high hopes for Silva. I drafted Silva. Yeah, and it, I don't understand. He looks good when he wrestles, but then he he only wrestles like one out of every four matches, and I don't know what the the problem. I don't know why he is in the lineup full time. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, and maybe we'll get more clarity when it comes to Big Tens because. Well, they obviously need to put somebody in at 33. Yeah. So, is it a weight issue? It's like he having trouble like making weights and they're trying to you know, restrict the amount of times he has to get down it there? It could or? be, but I'm assuming next year they're going to have um, Mechik's back. Yeah. And he's probably going to go uh, 33. Or 33, yeah. So where where does he go from there? Does he go up to 41 maybe? Silva? Yeah, he could. So Silva's 4-0 on the year right now. Um, beat Garrett Peppel, King Sandoval, and Paul, Paul Glenn, Glenn the backup for the backup, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's on the four and oh, but he's only wrestled four times. Like, and Acid is four and eight, and I mean, he's 
doesn't have any stellar wins. He beat the backup from Northwestern, which it doesn't matter anymore because now Sebastian Rivera yeah. is back. Um, I'm just looking why King he beat King Sandoval. That's kind of his biggest thing. So that's the kind of common opponent. I I think you got to roll with with Silva, but he's only got four matches. Yeah, he's not going to get a, a spot. He's not going to get an allocation spot. So it makes it hard because then you got to and 133 at. Big Tens is loaded. Yeah. I don't see him stealing a spot from any of the guys that are going to barring get, injury from. Somebody. Yeah, I don't. He's not going to get a spot from one of the guys that are even if it is an injury even, spot. Even if it is an injury, we've seen in the past that doesn't even matter. You can forfeit from the beginning and you'll yeah. still make it to nationals. Um, but yeah, definitely a, a question for the Michigan lineup. And so those were the the dual we the, the dual meets uh, this past week that were exciting. Um, looking forward, there's not many duels that kind of stand out on the page. Um, you're going to be kind of hard pressed to find teams that have multiple duels this week. Yeah. There's only a few. We'll get into that. People's, the, people's schedules are winding down at this point. Yeah. I mean, Ohio state doesn't have it. They're not facing anybody. I think Penn state's wrestling American, which has some decent matchups, but yeah, but I can also, also see Penn state throwing some of the backups in for that seniors for that duel. and yeah. stuff like that. Um, one, so there's two duels that kind of jumped out at me for this coming week. One was the army Navy. Um, other than being just kind of a classic rivalry. Um, each one of those matches is really close. Yeah. Like there's no be a good duel. It's going to be a very good duel. So I recommend people, if, if you can watch it, support army Navy, take a look at it. I'm sure it's going to be close. It's going to be something like a 16, 15 match or, or something like that. Um, but the duel of the week probably is going to be Iowa and Oklahoma state. Yeah. It's at Oklahoma one state. of the best duels of the year. Um, so we'll run through that real quick too. We had a rematch from last year of, uh, or is it in Iowa? I think it's in Iowa actually. Is it in Iowa this year? I think so. I think that was the last duel in Gallagher, Iowa, uh, this year was, was the, the Oklahoma one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you have Spencer Lee and Nick Piccinini last year. Piccinini. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but, uh, pinned Spencer Lee. Yeah. Went, pit, pinned him in the cradle. And went crazy. Yeah. It's at Iowa. Um, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? I think Lee is going to win. I would. Do you think what? it's going to be a decision? I, I don't know. It depends on if pitch can weather the storm. The mm-hmm. whole the whole thing with Spencer Lee is you have to weather that first three minutes. If you let Lee take you down and get that bar in, it's over. If you get the rebar in, <coughs> you're, you're going to get Excuse turned me. at least once. And in, in, you know, in college now with the four point back points, you get turned once, and, it's, and Spencer Lee has a six nothing lead. It, it, and the riding time, he's probably going to win. Yeah. Um, if Pitch can weather that storm, not give up the early takedown or the early back points, then I think he has a shot. Mm-hmm. I still would. I mean, I, I would still pick Spencer Lee, but I think, as you saw last year with the cradle and the pin, you know, pitch can beat him. So. Yeah, I don't know that last year kind of looked like a completely different Spencer Lee than than he looks like this year. Um, but Spencer Lee's three and one against them. I I think Spencer Lee can win this by major. I think it's going to be a major. I don't think it's going to be attack. I don't think it's going to be a pin because um, Spencer Lee doesn't pin really. Um, but I, th- I, I would agree. I think it's Spencer Lee's for the taking, um, barring something crazy. But this is why you wrestle the matches, yeah. too. Um, Reese Whitcraft and Austin DeSanto, I think that's, that's purely DeSanto in favor DeSanto. Yeah. I like Reese Whitcraft, but I don't think – Freshman growing pains. Right. Same with Dusty Hone you know, and Max Murin. I think 
I think Mirren wins this one. I think it's a lot closer. Yeah. I think it's a five three match or something. I think like it's that. really close. I'm 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 still befuddled why um Oklahoma State has decided to go with Hone over over Gefeller. I don't know. And I know the coach was was kind of kind of calling out Gefeller earlier in the year for his commitment or for mm-hmm. not wanting to wrestle. But if you look at the results, Gefeller has way more impressive results than than Hone does. Yeah. Um Gefeller, I believe, lost in overtime to um Real Woods. Not overtime, though. Oh, uh, no, what Woods Woods dominated. Oh, did Keller. he? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I know Woods yeah. had a couple, or Capella had some really good matches this year. He he pinned uh, Shoop at at Scuffle. Yeah. Um. But I, I mean, I really thought Capella was going to be the guy at this weight. Uh, I don't. But I mean, like you said, I, I think Matt Spear wins this one close. Yeah. Uh, um. One forty nine has postseason implications written all over it. Patricia Lugo and and Boo Luwalan. If Boo can win this, I think he jumps up in the rankings, and I think that helps him maybe being on the opposite side of whoever comes out of the Big Ten. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's a big match. I mean, like we said, it's a it's a grab bag at one forty nine. Anyone can win that way yeah. of these top echelon guys. Um, but you want to get that better seed, and maybe have the better path. Yeah. So see how everything. This will also be a good measuring stick for Boo Llewellyn. That's yeah, his um, biggest match of the year so far. Because I think if he can hang or, or beat Patricia Logo, it sets up pretty well against, say, Assassin. Who did, or, who did Boo lose to? Was, was it was it Lee? Braden Lee? Mahler. Or, or Mahler, right. Brock from, Mahler. From, uh, from Missouri, right. Yeah. And and that's I, another guy we didn't even mention in this in this quagmire yeah. of, <laughs> of 149 was Brock Mahler. I think he took third? No, fifth last year. Yeah. I think he beat um, Max Thompson. Um in that place match, White Sheets and Caleb Young. I think that's going to be close. That was that was close. I think earlier this year, yeah, um, was it nine or la- to five? last year. I'm sorry, oh, it was, it was, yeah, last nine year. to five last year. But White Sheets has jumped from where he was last year. Yeah, he, he's definitely um, been solid in their <clears throat> in their lineup. Whitlake and, and Marinelli, I think, is going to be a close. I don't think it's going to be a major uh, or a bonus point for Marinelli. Uh, Whitlake's really coming on. He is. Um, he's. He's ranked like ninth by a lot of guys, yeah. like right outside of that All American. Um, uh, he's he's a guy you, you don't want to see at nationals. I think like yeah. in an early round, like I think he, guy he gave it to Shane off. Griffith in, yeah. the, in the scuffle. Um, Joe Smith and Michael Kemmer. I think that's Kemmer all day, but I think Joe Smith can keep it. I, I think this is this whole duel. I think is going to be similar to what like. Um, uh, Minnesota was a yeah. lot of close matches, but at the end of the day, I, I was going to. It, it all depends on which Joe Smith you get. Right. You just don't know with him anymore. Shock the world. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> would, would it shock me if he beat Kemmer? No, because he. I've seen the best of Joe Smith. Who, I'd be shocked. Well, I mean, this year, <laughs> this year, but I'd I mean, be this shocked. year, but like you know, just last year, Joe Smith took Marky Mark or Mark Hall to Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Oh, Mark. <laughs> he got funky bunch on your mind. Freudian slip there. Uh, <laughs> now, Mark, I mean, he took Mark Hall to the break in the uh, scuffle. You yeah, know, that was just last year, and I think people are forgetting how good Joe Smith can be. Yeah. Um. So would it this year would surprise me, but if he won, I mean, like I wouldn't be that surprised. I mean, I, Joe Smith's a really good wrestler. He just I don't know what's going on in his head. He just hasn't been as consistent as in the past. Yeah. Montalvo and and Abasad, Um. I think Montalvo can. Yeah. Win this. I think Montalvo probably will win this one. Russell said has. Abasad winning nine to three. I I don't uh, think it's it's giving Montalvo that much credit. I think Montalvo and, and Whitlake are having 
Yeah, sneaky good years. Good years that aren't getting a lot of praise. They're they're putting up good numbers. Yeah, and I, I think it's because a little bit because Ohio, uh, Oklahoma State has fallen like kind of out of the limelight this yeah. year because of like every, all the other teams are kind of more in the spotlight. But but Oklahoma State still has some really good guys that are in the lineup, and Montalvo's quietly having a very tough, you know, very good year. Yeah, I mean Montalvo this year is nineteen and five with a thirty-seven and a half percent bonus rate. Yeah, right now, I mean that's that's phenomenal, and and. Oklahoma State doesn't wrestle kind of a kiddie schedule. No, yeah, they, they wrestle a real schedule. And, and I think he's wrestled basically all matches, too. I don't think he's had any any breaks. Yeah. Jacob Warner and Dakota Gear, I think, will be pretty competitive. Warner just came off uh, a bonus point win. Yeah. That's not like him. Um, I think D- Dakota Gear might even snipe this one. He might. This, this would really throw a wrench into everything. <laughs> because even – and we didn't even talk about that upset – um, ben Whitman from North Carolina beating Ben Darmstadt yeah. this week. After he just beat Brucky, it's A beats B beats C yeah. beats C beats D kind of thing. That's the one ninety seven pound weight. There's just there's pretty much Colin Moore and everyone else. Yeah, right now it, it is, and even uh, you know Big Ten. I think with Schultz yeah. um, being competitive, uh, Brucky Darmstadt uh, grab bag again almost. Yeah. Um, and who knows with with more come come nationals, um, and then Cassiope against Austin Harris. Cassiope is probably going to tag follow this one or a pin or yeah. a pin something that, like that. It's um, Oklahoma State's a little weak this year at heavyweight. But looking ahead, I mean, you look at all the recruiting classes that are coming in for next year. There's going to be a serious team race. I think. Oh yeah, coming up. That's going to we could do a whole podcast on that. But um, both Master Giovanni brothers are going to Oklahoma State. Right. Um, they've had a couple other guys that are going Oki State that I saw that are top, top guys, like blue chips. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Oklahoma State's reloading, um, believe it. And, um, and, and they get fixed back. They get fixed back. Penn State reloads with all yeah. those freshmen uh, that have redshirted this yep. year. You get Sirachi, you get Aaron Brooks back and all that. Iowa basically has everyone back, plus Jaden Ironman. Yeah. And – Ohio State, I think, is going to be competitive too. My my sleeper team, watch watch out for Cornell. Yes, Cornell is going to have they, all those finger like guys coming they get, in. They get Yanni back and Max Dean and Vito. Mm-hmm. They get the younger Greg Dumakahalas coming in. Probably wrestle right away at twenty five. Yep. Um, he's just as good as his, well, maybe not as good as his brother, but he's like one B. Right. If his brother's one A, he he's got the same level of commitment that his brother does to the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think, he's competitive right away at. And you know, for a national title, yeah, just like his brother was. Um, so you put, you know, put Greg Diamaka Hollis in that weight, and then you put maybe Vito in at one forty one, and you put Yanni in at forty nine. You put like Chris Foca in that lineup, Julian Ramirez. Um, they get Darmstadt still comes back. You put Max Dean back in the lineup. That that team is pretty darn good. Yeah. So I mean, you have four or five teams. Yeah. That could potentially win a national championship. Yeah, it's going to be great next year. So Back in St. Louis again. Yes, of course. And that's why Jaden Ironman, I think, um, when he was talking to Bader about his switch to Iowa, that was the whole thing. Like, oh, I'm going to come come back and win a national title yeah. in, in uh, St. Louis, which would be pretty cool. But um, let's look forward to Week 17 Fantasy Wrestling. That's the reason why you're listening to this podcast. That's why it took us four hours to get to this point. <laughs> exactly. We could have went – Maybe four and a half hours, but we decided to cut it a little short for it. Um, the ultimate 
match, the championship match. Hopefully you're there. Congratulations if you're you're one of the few of your team, one of the 10 uh, or two of the 10 that made it to the, the championship finals. Um, you're in there with me, with my three leagues. Uh, so this this week is all about matchups. Um, there's a couple tournaments, and we'll get into some of those people that, that may be in, in some of those tournaments, but um, ultimately it's going to be one, maybe two duels for some guys that you can pick up. There's a few teams that have three duels um, that have pretty good matchups as well. But don't don't be associating names with with keeping on your bench. If you have Spencer Lee, maybe this isn't the week that you you start him. Maybe you drop him because you know it's not a keeper league or anything. You're not going to have him next week. This is it. This is yeah. the last one. Don't hold on to um, you know a, a Pat Lugo. Because you know you like Pat Lugo, drop him. Try to get someone like um, uh, someone else at 149 that may have two matches that are in your favor, or or find someone that's going to wrestle in one of these tournaments this weekend because that yeah. that's huge points. Now I mean, entries for those are still coming in. I haven't seen really much um, fantasy point league leading wrestler at 157 uh, or total points leader uh, Jonathan Ross will be at um, I believe. Uh, the lock haven mat town open too um but he he's been kind of hit or miss also on on some things he's wrestled every tournament that he's been entered but um there i've not every tournament he there's been a couple that i don't think he's he's been at but that aside keep an eye on on my twitter feed fantasy d1 russell uh i'll keep you updated on on what guys i see at uh at the tournaments um, but let's let's kind of run through who we like this week uh, more than others on our Fantasy 17 Outlook. Um, Gage Curry's got two matches at George Mason and at Penn State. Um, usually if you're wrestling Penn State, I don't like your chances of coming yeah. out with positive points. But being that it's Brandon Meredith. And Gage Curry started out real well this season and yeah. then kind of tapered off. He was up to like, like 11th or 12th ranks. Something like that, yeah. And then he just kind of – Tapered off. He still has a pretty good bonus rate and two winnable matches. Two winnable here. matches yeah. here. So I, I like Gage Curry. Uh, he's projected to get plus seven. Um, some other guys uh, that may be available. Jacob Camacho um, kind of feels like stealing points, but NC State's wrestling Duke, and Duke doesn't have anyone on right. the six. That's a forfeit. It's a forfeit. Six. Automatic six points. You don't even have to worry about getting negative points. Yeah, you plug them in and you forget about it. The only thing you have to worry about is if they actually start them, which I assume they would. Yeah, if they get a hand raise, I wouldn't yeah. think they'd put somebody else in there. So. But Michael D'Agostino from Northwestern wrestling at SIU Edwardsville, uh, he's projected to get a tech there. Uh, Justin Cardini from uh, Illinois uh, is wrestling in Fresno State. I Russellstad has him projected at plus four, but he has a 0% bonus Ooh. rate this year. God, so not one bonus point victory. Not one bonus point victory. So hopefully this is the match that he gets it. He gets it. But expect three. Be happy for four. (laughs) We'll we'll say that. Um, Spencer Lee, we have on here because obviously it's Spencer Lee. But I think that's maybe a a risky pick. If that's your one twenty five guy that you're going with, I think it is a little bit of a risky pick. I think there's other guys on this list that you can. And you can, uh, I mean, there's, there, there is a chance that he loses this match and gets you negative points. I don't I mean, think so. Right, but it's a chance. And it's all about mitigating your risk in those. Um, Sean Carter from Appalachian State I also like too. Um, he's projected to get uh, three, a win by decision, but he beat 
the VMI uh, wrestler McGarry by Tech earlier this season. Right. So, so at least maybe a major. I would think at least a major for him. Maybe even a pin. Who knows? Um, 133, Derek Spawn, if he's available from Buffalo. Um, Derek Spawn is one of the leaders, I believe, in Tech's yeah. this year. Um, he's got three matches this year, this uh, this week. Versus Birmingham. Uh, can't talk. Versus Binghamton. Binghamton. That's it. Versus Binghamton at Ohio and then at Gardner Webb. Um, projected to get plus 10. I think that's right on point. Yeah. I think maybe even maybe 11, uh, another bonus point. Right if, you, if you have a guy that's going to wrestle three duels, pick him up because yeah. that's this weekend. There's not a lot of wrestling going on. So you definitely can pick a guy that has three dual meets, then do it because most guys only have one match. Right. So you're, you're definitely hedging your bets. And Taylor Lamont um, has been coming on lately, putting up some good wins for himself at Ohio, at West Virginia. He's projected to get plus four in, in both of those. Yeah, I can even see him picking up a pin there in one of those matches. That's what he does. He is a pinner, yeah. too. Yeah, so Cody Russell, plus 10. Cody Russell, who's previously on my uh, dead-to-me list, um, he's working his way back. Um, we didn't even talk about that. Appalachian State and Campbell um, yeah. for the SoCon title. Great match. It was on yeah. Facebook live so it was kind of grainy and not yeah, the best I missed quality socon i gotta i'm impressed with the socon yeah where, they, where they've come they're, they're, they're moving on up i like it and uh like we said roman bravo young austin DeSanto, seth gross yeah of course you're starting those guys but josh mason from bloomsburg uh at old dominion he's projected to get a, a major this week and montori bridges uh kind of fell off you know uh working his way back up into that all-american area in the rankings um he's at west virginia uh projected to get plus four um i'm trying to see if there's anyone else at 133 uh hoyle from hofstra against sacred heart sacred heart uh projected to get uh just a decision but he pinned the sacred heart wrestler uh petrillo earlier this season yeah so so. upside there Travis Piotrowski, I see upside with that. And yeah. I think he's wrestling Gary Joint. Is Joint at 33 or 41? I can't remember. I forget. Either way, Piotrowski, not the biggest bonus getter, but. Real quick aside, since we're talking about 33, mm-hmm. what do you, what happens if, like, let's say, Seth Gross or somebody else takes a loss at the Big Tens? Mm-hmm. Does Chas Tucker get the number one seed at 133? Undefeated if he wins the AIWA? Well, EIWA is not very is not very deep at thirty three. No, so you I, could look at I mean, Chaz Tucker could be undefeated. Does he throw a whole monkey wrench into the rank of the seating if he's twenty seven and zero? Yeah, and if like let's say Gross loses at at um Big Tens to Roberto, so they all have one. At so least they all have like loss. one loss, or maybe Ry picks them off or something, and they yeah. all have like one or two losses. Does it? Does a Chas Tucker get the first seed and completely throw that bracket into chaos? Ooh, that's a good question. Because he he just went into an overtime match, I believe, with Trampe, who's the second highest ranked EIWA guy at, yeah. going by Intermat rankings. Um, that's a good question. I don't, I don't think so. That's definitely going to be one of those conversations that people will will bitch yeah. about. It's not like Chaz Tucker really ran from the competition. They, now he didn't really hit any of the Big Ten guys, but twenty-seven and zero. It's not like he's been not wrestling. So yeah, um, I, I think it, it depends. What well, <laughs> I think it's one of those things. Let's cross that bridge when we right. come to it. Um, let's get to that point. But 
something in me is, is saying that. So I'm, lo- I'm looking at his. He's got to win over Alvarez. Got to win over Alvarez, Carmen Ferrante. Got to win over Ventori Bridges. Ventori Bridges, Garrett Peppel, Todd Small. Actually, two wins against Ventori Bridges. Beat him twice. <laughs> Dylan Coons back when he was at 33. Yeah. Jarrett Trombley. Yeah, he's. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, to derail our no, it's fine. I, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think that resume is up to snuff with DeSanto, RBY, or, or Gross. Maybe, yeah, maybe RBY. It's, one of, the, it's but, one of those things where the Big Ten guys all cannibalize each other, and maybe an, an undefeated Chaz Tucker is the beneficiary. I think of it. This. I think it might be whoever wins Big Tens gets, that, that's gets my, the one seed. Yeah, but what if it's Rivera get the wins Big Tens with like a five, four and two record? Does he get the one seed at nationals? Like I, I doubt it. Like, let's cross that bridge. Yeah, we'll talk about that in another. I that, that, be that is conversation. That, that is spicy for, though. I, I think Chaz Tucker, but then even if Seth Gross loses, can you put a two loss Gross above a no loss Chaz Tucker? Right, or a one loss like if if RBY wins, like he or wins a, big a one loss like Mickey Phillippe, like if he wins the ACC. I don't think Philippi only because of his loss to Alvarez. Yeah. I think that hurts that, him that's, yeah. a lot. But, yeah, but an undefeated talker makes it interesting. Yeah. Ooh. So, let's cross that bridge. One more <laughs> to it. Um, going back to 141, Shakur Laney is – Three matches. Three matches this week. Ohio and Buffalo have three matches this week. Definitely look for those guys. Certain guys in those lineups. Shakur Laney's one of them. Versus Utah, versus Buffalo, versus Gardner Webb. So that's all home, no travel needed. Uh, he's projected to get plus ten. I think it's, it's more than that. I think he could get even thirteen. Yeah, on that. Um, Ian Parker, uh, Zach Sherman took a loss this week, but he's got two matches um, against Kramer or not Kramer. I'm sorry, uh, Crooks from uh, Arizona State, and then I believe Girardi, right? Yeah, from Virginia. Or no, Girardi's Virginia Tech. Yeah. Um, trying to think who's 41 for Virginia, but either way, um, plus seven is what he's projected to get at. Um, let's see who else we got here. Sidarian Perry versus Bloomsburg. That's a, a plus four. Um, I definitely see some upside with Josh Heil. He's projected to get a, a tech against Davidson at Davidson. He's been a pinner. He's like, he's kind of the opposite of his brother. Yeah. Um, definitely. I could see six points. Yeah, they also have uh, WrestleStat has Nick Lee down as plus four. I disagree. I think that's five or six. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I think that's uh, because WrestleStat's the whole ELO algorithm. It may be putting some past years, you know, bonus rates and stuff like that, uh, kind of into the equation. Um, Dresden Simon, uh, Michigan State. I think there's upside there against Michigan State. Uh, moving on to one forty nine, another Ohio guy, Alec Hagan. Versus Utah, versus Buffalo, versus Gardner Webb. He's projected to get plus thirteen. Yeah, definitely a guy you want to take a look at. Um, Ian Parker, or I'm sorry, Ian Parker is at um, one forty nine. Um, that was meant to say Jared Deegan. I don't know why I put Ian Parker twice. Um, I'll have to go fix that at Missouri and then home versus North Dakota State. It has him as plus one, but I think there's upside. He has a two and two career versus Brock Mahler. So, because last year that was the whole thing going out of uh, going into, I think, nationals about seeding was Mahler was kind of tied yeah. with, with Deegan. 
and who gets seated higher or something like that. I think Mahler probably comes out winning this one. So there's still bonus point um, or positive point potential with Deegan. I don't know if you want to take that risk though. Yeah. Um, but then that's also a risky pick for Mahler. You know, that I, I would stay away from either Mahler or Deegan personally. Um, Bryce Andonian, you can see what he does. He's a pinner. He's at Pittsburgh. Um, Plus four, I think there's upside there. I think Henry Palmeyer from South Dakota State has some upside too versus North Dakota State. Um, Andrew Alarez is an interesting case. He was bonusing everybody going into Southern Scuffle, loses to Jay Novice from, from Stanford. Then he makes sporadic appearances, appearances yeah. th- throughout, and he hasn't bonused anyone since. Ah, so that was his kryptonite. He's plus three against Air Force. I think there's upside there, but again, he hasn't bonused anybody. Yeah. So strange. Very strange. Brock, Zoc- uh, Brock Zachrell, uh from Clarion at Edinburgh hasn't been bonusing people like he was last year. Yeah. He's been a little bit quieter this year. So three, I think that's right in line uh, for him, too. I think a decision for him. Um, 157, we were talking about Jonathan Ross from Lockhaven. Uh, he's the fantasy points. Uh, leader in all weights. Um, he uh, is supposed uh, Lockhaven is hosting the Matt town open too. I assume he's going to be at the yeah. Matt town open. So he's definitely a guy to take a look at. Um, Troy Keller. Uh, this was brought to me by one of my uh, followers on, on Twitter. I actually didn't have him listed initially. Troy Keller totally missed him. He's been having a great year uh, about, I, I want to say like a 33 or 35% bonus off the top of my head. Um, he's got three matches as well as Zach Carson has three matches. They're 10 and, and 9, uh, respectively. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Troy Keller is at 65, not not, uh, not 57. Yeah. Forget I said Troy Keller for this this part. Uh, David Carr, as we were talking about at 157, hadn't wrestled the past couple yeah. matches. I think he's supposed to be back, but not entirely yeah. sure. That's been um, frustrating, owning him. <laughs> Dre- Dre- Dresser said he was 50-50 coming into this week. Obviously, it was the lesser of the 50% because he didn't actually start. Um, Hayden Heidley, plus five. Obviously, you're starting him. But I see some upside here with guys like Will Luan. Um, He's projected to get a decision. Quincy Monday, if he's still available. Hunter Laidner versus Brown. I think that's a great matchup for him. Um, Talib Rahmani. Is it Rahmani? Rahmani? Rahmani. Rahmani. From Pittsburgh. Is going against BC LaProd. I think that's a little bit of a risky pick, even though he's 4-0 lifetime against LeBron, just because he – to leave Russell's things real close. Yeah. He's not really a bonus, known for bonus points or anything. He always wrestled um, before this year, Hidley, Hayden Hidley. Yeah. Um, highly, close. very close. Yeah. Um, I was actually worried his freshman year that possibly uh, Tlaib would upset him in, like, the ACCs or something. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. Um 165. Now we get the Troy Keller and uh, versus Binghamton at Ohio at Gardner Webb. Um, plus nine is is what Russell Stat has him projected at. Andrew Fogarty has been having a good year himself versus Iowa State due to the snow uh, postponement that they had yeah, a couple weeks moved. ago. Um, and then at South Dakota State, he's projected to get plus seven. Um, let's see anyone else here? Kind of well, Vincenzo obviously projected six yeah david mcfadden 
like we were talking about, he's at Pittsburgh plus three. I think that's in line now. Yeah, yeah it I, is. I think he's lost the benefit of the doubt of getting bonus points. Yeah, really. Um, and then obviously you have guys like uh, uh, Philip Canigliaro versus Brown plus four. I think that's right in line. Tommy Bullard um, at Duke. Anyone against Duke basically is is a guy that you want to start. Um, Danny Bronigle, both Bronigles actually um, uh, at another weight. Definitely, guys, I want to be starting this year. And then maybe a, a kind of a risky pick. He's projected to get a tech. Dijon Castro from the Citadel. The Citadel wrestler. Yes. The rare Citadel yeah. appearance. Um, he's projected to get a tech. I actually think he can pull that off. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so, too. He's been having a good year. Uh, 174, Neil Richards, the fantasy yeah, superhero. <laughs> superhero. Um, at the Citadel, at Presbyterian, at Appalachian State. He's rejected to get plus 13. I actually think it would be higher. It could. Because he's a penner. He, he's all, he also techs. You know, yeah. So tech majors, definitely see that in his future. Uh, Mark Hall, Jordan Cutler, obviously. Kemmer, obviously. Even though you know it's against Joe Smith, I think there's still upside there. Yeah, there is upside there. You don't know which Joe Smith you're It's going to be in Carver, so obviously they're going to be laying it on thick for him. Um, but other 74, not, not, not a lot that I saw. That, yeah, that's a little skim at that, yeah, skimpy at that. Kimball Bastion from Utah Valley. Two I think matches. Two yeah. matches plus six. I think there can be upside there too. But then 184, um, Zahid Valencia, obviously. He's projected to get plus 10. I think there's two pins in that yeah. forum. Um, Kyle David has three matches this week from Sacred Heart. I think that's a little bit of a risky pick because just like the Citadel, you don't see a lot of Sacred Heart guys making these lists. But he's been putting together a decent season. He's at Long Island at Hofstra, home against Brown. He's projected to get plus 10. Risky pick, but if you're looking for that 184-pounder, if all those other top guys are kind of taken, definitely a guy you want to – if you need that kind of Hail Mary pass, um, I would say look at Kyle David because he's probably available in 99% of leagues. Uh, Noah Stewart uh, from Army is one of the few matches that uh, is looking like bonus um, at Navy, plus five. Looking for the tech. Lou Dupre is only projected to get plus four. I think that's definitely a yeah, it's a little conservative. Yeah, being uh, given his his history, um, bonus points, scoring machine, things like that. Andrew Morgan, Campbell, being at Davidson, any of those guys really. Terry Colette's been doing a great job with Campbell. Roll Holmes, um, Jelani Embry's been kind of hit or miss this year too, but he's at Edinburgh yeah. this week. I like that pick. Um, he hasn't been getting to his offense this year that much. No, and I think injuries are playing a, a little bit of a role too. They yeah. had to stop a couple times during the uh, the Sebastian match, Johnny Sebastian match. Um, they were looking at that knee, I yeah. think. Um, Unfortunately. Taylor Lujan, obviously, you're starting. But Matthew Waddell from Chattanooga versus Indiana, he's projected to get a major. So definitely a guy who's probably available in your leagues. And Colt Doyle from Oregon State is uh, home against Cal Poly. Plus three, I think there's a bonus uh, in the future there, too. Uh, 197, Sam Schreiler from Buffalo. Again, three matches. He's projected to get plus nine, so a decision in each of those. Uh, Noah Adams, the second-ranked yeah. Noah Adams, um, who could be your number two seed going into Nationals. Yeah, if, it th- if it's chalk, if it plays out, I think he is. Yeah, I think so. And then, back, not looking ahead, but, you know, that's – if, if you're looking at who do you want to be seated against, one, two, three, or four, or who to hit, maybe Noah Adams. Yeah. You know, but 
that's kind of been it all year. Everyone's kind of been doubting him, and he's yeah, been proving them wrong. Keeps winning, so it could definitely be one of those things where a guy looks ahead and and falls because he's yep. kind of looking ahead. Um, Shakur Rashid is projected the pin. I think Russell Stat uh, through their algorithm is putting a little bit too much weight on past performance yeah. for Shakur Rashid. It's against American. I don't think he's going to have a quality competition necessarily, but. Again, this isn't this isn't the Shakur Rashid of two years ago. Exactly, he's been hurt last year. He's hurt this year. He's just hurt. Yeah, Nick Renan is at Duke. I assume if they want to get him ready and, and having confidence that they're going to wrestle him against Duke, but he might be injured too. Yeah, I don't know out. if he's going to. He hasn't been the same this year either. Yeah, no, but you might want to look for a guy like Greg Bolsack, who's at Edinburgh. Uh, Clarion plus four is what he's projected to do. I I like that. I, yeah. I think that's right in line. Um, but then you also have. Like Pat Brucky going against Jordan Pagano, um, that's plus three. I think that that's either right in line or it's going to be a major. Yeah, I could see a major here. Yeah, um, Drew Phipps from Bucknell. Um, I saw his name at um, mentioned for possibly being at the Mattown Open too. I'm not sure why because he's he, just trying to get a matches or he's got like 27 matches. Uh, yeah, I don't so know. I'm. Maybe a confidence booster or something like that, but who who knows? Um, and then the heavyweight, um, not a, a lot of outside names other than the ones that you typically know: Cassiope, Stencil, Paris, Hano, Gable, Stevenson, Hilger. You know those guys, obviously. But um, Josh Hokett has a chance at two matches. I think plus six is right in line for him. He's not really bonusing those those better heavyweights um but i could see a plus seven yeah maybe. i could see an extra point or two in there yeah brandon Furman at lock or home versus lock haven um mason paris is only projected to get plus four against Bam. yeah definitely um i'll say six yeah uh quinn miller who's been having a great bonus year i think he's over 60 percent with his bonus rate off the top of my head um at north carolina plus three that's a, going against gunning of North Carolina, yeah. who usually keeps things close, but I think Quinn Miller, a uh, rivalry yeah. kind of thing, ACC rivalry, and Demetrius Thomas, Kerry Miller, both of those guys to get plus three. Um, Demetrius Thomas can, will be wrestling John Borsch from Virginia Tech. Yeah, Borsch has been wrestling pretty well. Yeah, so I think three is right in line, whereas Kerry Miller is projected against VMI to get three. He's been bonusing people. Yeah, I could see Majors and Techs. I think yeah. Kerry Miller is definitely a great yep. heavyweight pickup for you. Um, so... I mean, kind of running through, those are the guys that I really like um, this week when it comes to your roster. Um, if you're in any of my leagues, um, hopefully you're not, but I've probably picked up a lot of those um, Ohio <laughs> guys. <laughs> uh, Shakur Laney and Zach Carson and, and stuff like that. Um, Want to do some pickums sure. before we go? Um, Absolutely. I don't think we really have any questions from – No questions from good, good Royal fr- fans? Good friends of the podcast. Um Looking at last week, I think I won that yes. three to one. I think we're one. like splitting every other week. Yeah, right? it's you win a lot, then I win a lot, then you win a lot. So last week you had Brayton Lee, I had Lugo, I got that one. Um, you had Boland. I had Boland, you had Trent. Uh, you I had, had Nick Lee pick. Right? You got Nick Lee first pleasure. Um, damn you! <laughs> and then you had Traxler, and I had Sloan. Yeah, that so, one wasn't was a, a little bit. More one sided than I thought it would be. Good for Sloan. Yeah, he came in with with high expectations because he beat Warner last year, um, and then got off to a slow start. Now he's kind of trying. He's starting to pick up steam. Yeah, which good for him. I'm I'm glad. 
Um, so let's see. Let's, let's get, go through some picks. Uh, let's look at some picks here. Um, well, let's start with Nick Piccinini and Spencer Lee. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Lee. Wait, I can't. I would take Lee, too. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that was fun. <laughs> um, let's see. All right. We'll go with a hometown uh, kid. Pomerinka from Lehigh and Doug Zaff. Ooh. I'll take Zaff. Zaff? I would take Zaff, too. But Zaff and Carmen Ferrante from uh, UPenn have been looking great yeah. so far. I Zaff, is, I think, is going to be one of those, like, Round of sixteen guys. Yeah, I, maybe I think blood so. round. I guys. think so too. Yeah, um, he's definitely a, a bracket bluster kind of uh, thing. I think I'm picking the wrong matches here because I'm looking at Patel and and Koyoko from New Penn. That's that's a good match. That's yeah. kind of a toss up to me. I'll take um, I'll take Patel. I'm gonna take Koyoko. Okay, let's do that. I got to go with my Paisan. That'll be a good match. So you got Patel? Yeah, I'll take Patel, but I think I'll be a good match. Yeah, Kolioko has been coming on late, um, looking pretty good. He had one of those beautiful um, against uh, Lajoli from Cornell. I think I was telling you at practice the other day. He had one of those um, single legs where he was holding the the ankle. Yeah, and he pulls and yeah, the, the windmill, does the, the windmill yeah. thing, and just makes him fall right. I on saw his, actually that in that. slow motion looks yeah. awesome. Looks so great. I actually watched that on. On YouTube, I think it was YouTube or something. I saw it on on the yeah. internet, and it was really oh, sweet. it's a thing of beauty. Yeah, especially if you slow it down. Um, let's see who Tanner Hall and Jordan Wood. Ooh, that's like a like a bubble round heavy, uh, match for yeah. for, like, for placing a heavyweight. Jordan Wood had high expectations coming in this year. Tanner Hall, people thought you know if he he's can, like seventy five, he's seventy five. If he can go without breaking a hip, you yeah. know maybe he could AA. I'll, I'll take Hall. I think just a mild upset. I'm going to take Wood, okay? Because I think home turf. You know, I don't know. Hall hasn't been as impressive as he has like his first two yeah. years when he was when he 24, was 20. 25. Yeah. <laughs> now he's like old. sixty. All right, so you're taking T Hall. I'll take Wood. Uh, Red McKee. Red McKee. That's that's an interesting one. So wow, I think it's Nebraska at Minnesota. I'll take Red. Red? But I'm not super confident. I'll take McKee. Yeah. Red, if Red wins, it'll have to be on neutral because McKee gets on top. It'll be over. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Well, Deegan and Mahler. Like we said, two and two career for Brock yeah. Mahler and, and Deegan when they face I'll each take, other. I'll take Mahler. Mahler. I'm going to go with Deegan. Oh, that's – yeah. That's going to be tough. Because that I think it's – again, I like storylines. Yeah. I think it's going to throw a wrench in the 149. Deegan and Mahler. Let's see what else we got here. We did Spencer Lee, Nick Pitcherney. That wasn't fun at all. Uh, what else we got? We got and Lugo. Ooh. So home for Lugo. Bulu Allen coming off, uh, what was it, a major? Or yeah. Tech or something like that. I will go with Lou Allen. Okay. I'll go with Lugo. Lugo? Really close, low scoring match. Yeah, this 149 weight is just crazy. Dakota Gear and Jacob Warner. I'll go Warner. I'll go Gear. I don't Warner doesn't impress me for some reason. I've, I've said that before in the past, but he he wins, but it's by decision. It's not impressive. Yeah, you know something about it, the way he wrestles. Not not taking away any credit from him because obviously I'm I'm a fat ass who's sitting in a chair right now talking into a microphone eating 
What, what do we have? Oh, we've got like delicious uh, beef jerky. Beef jerky and, and string cheese. Um, but it, just something about the way he wrestles is just it's, uninspiring. Yeah, it's it's not impressive looking. Yeah, it gets the job done, but it's not impressive. Um, and let's wrap up with Josh Shields and Kennedy Monday. Oh, wow. I'll take Monday. Monday? Yeah. I think a little bit of athleticism. It might get to might get into Shields and be able to finish. I'm gonna go Shields. Yeah, it's a safer pick, but I like that's gonna be a good matchup. I want to see that. Yeah, because as Monday has shown, yeah, you can really beat anybody. Yeah, when when Monday is on, man, he's he's super tough. So, you know, if he gets to those finishes on his leg, the packs look out. Yeah. And I th- actually think we did have one question. Kind of an odd question. Oh, here we go. So if Loudon Swain and the shoot wrestled 10 times, what would the record be? Oh, boy. I would take shoot. Take shoot? I'd take shoot nine times out of 10. It was just that one time? It was that one time. That one time? pumped up for that one match. I I went back and I looked at it. I have to find because I think I wrote it down. Somewhere. First of all, I think Shoop's twice his size. <laughs> well, there there was some home cooking on the scale. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Swain was taller, but Shoop was definitely thicker. I mean, he was carrying a goddamn tree up yeah. a <laughs> up a uh, bleacher. Yeah. Um, I went back and I looked. I have it written down somewhere, and I I have to do it again. I actually scored the match, and I think like it wasn't. I, like I think, shoot was losing at the time or something like that. I I have to, or or it was something. God, I have to go back and check. It. Like the the score changed like three four times that, but nothing happened. Yeah, like I don't know. It was it's something movie magic where it doesn't really <laughs> common sense doesn't matter. It's just all about the lat the hip throw or, the, or yeah, whatever that that it was just a hip toss. Yeah, that Matthew Modine hit on the shoot. Um, yeah, but somebody needs to make another wrestling movie that. That doesn't include um, just hip tosses. Yeah, I well or headlocks. I mean, so if you're looking at like best wrestling movies, obviously Vision Quest is good just because it's so old and it, it's storied. Yeah, you know, it's not the great special effects. It's nostalgia, or, right? Exactly. I think but, if people like just remember watching the movie, don't remember like actually the how bad the movie. Actually they remember is. those snippets. Yeah, but then and the like, music. The music was good. Lunatic Fringe and yeah, and everything, but. Then, and basically, it was about a guy who's for some reason that there was a homeless woman living in his house and he's trying to hit on her. That's like basically the movie. And he's cutting down. Yeah, he's cutting weight, and he knows he gets a lot of nosebleeds. That was like the movie. You, I mean, you ever watched that movie recently? It's really bad. No, it's, I, it's pretty like leave it in your memory bank is like not being that that bad of a movie. But if yeah. you watch it, like it's like for some reason there's a like a woman like a transient living in their home and he's like hitting on her and she was like, "No, you're too young." And where's this kid's parents? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, other. I, I mean, what other wrestling movies would you put up there? I actually liked Win Win. Yeah, Win Win was really good, and that had an actual wrestler. That kid yeah, was that a kid New was Jersey a, State yeah. champ, or something. that kid was a good wrestler. Um, that was a good movie. Um, I liked Foxcatcher. Um, it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they they brushed over a lot of stuff. Well, they they skipped the whole Olympics. Yeah, basically. they did the trials right, and then it went Seoul. right from like ninety two to the shooting, which was like. Four, years, four years later, yeah. yeah so they like kind of like brushed over, but but that movie also can't be twelve hours long, so yeah, you could kind of forgive some of it. But um, and they actually had real wrestlers wrestlers in that movie. Too. I remember Jake Herbert was yeah, in Herbert there, and a couple other guys. Were, yeah, 
Um, but um, yeah, there's there haven't been that many great uh, wrestling movies. They they were talking on FRL a little bit ago. John Smith was in a movie. It's like Last Shot or something. Oh really? There's something. I missed that. One. There were a couple of wrestlers in it. I, I think Dan Hodge was in it too, or something. Um, I have to go back and, and find that. But there was a movie that came out just like last year that was um, a true story about a wrestler in India mm-hmm. that comes to America and um, makes the wrestling team and. Uh, it's supposed to be really good. I think it was called The Wrestler. Okay. Um, or something like that. And, not to uh, be confused with the WWE. Not not the, not the Mickey Rourke one. There was a, <laughs> I, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was the true story. Um, wrestler from India, like, moves to America, makes like, on the wrestling team, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, going through. I think, I think I saw something about yeah, that last year. It was year supposed to be really good, I, and I missed that one. I apologize. I should be talking or about it. Or two years ago. I, I didn't get to see, but. But um, I heard that movie was was excellent. That's a hard one to find, though. I, I mean, but I've been looking for that around and haven't been able to pick it up. Maybe before next next week's um, podcast, I'm going to watch that movie and, and give a review. We'll, of it. we'll do movie reviews yeah. with time. So we appreciate you guys uh, clicking in and listening to us ramble about D1 wrestling. Just want to say thank you um, for listening to all these past weeks. Um, you know, we kind of just threw this together. Yeah, um, it's been fun. It has. I mean, we were going to be doing this anyway, so why not let the rest of the world hear us incoherently ramble about stupid shit? <laughs> um, we always thought we were maybe going to have a, a cool, um, you know, podcast name or or something like that, but we just never really changed it from Fantasy College Wrestling Podcast. Um, if you have any ideas, let us know. But again, want to appreciate you guys for clicking and listening. Let us know how you do this week. Uh, if you win, if you lose, obviously nobody remembers second place. If you're not first, you're last. All those cliches. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Let us know and uh, have a great week. Take care. Good luck.